0: is Cara Hulte. Thank you. you? You Hi. Hi. Ah, God's so good. I am um, assistant principal right now uh, at a high school close by. I started out um, in education when I was in my 20s, but stayed home with my kids. Then when I moved to California, I worked in pharmaceuticals. After about three years, I wanted to go back into education because that is where my passion was. I taught for one year in California, and the next year, God supernaturally put me in charge of an elementary school, and then I became a principal. Uh, So I've been uh, in preschool, I've had my own preschool, I've been a principal of an elementary school, I've been an assistant principal at a middle school, and then just this year I felt called to apply for a job at our high school, so that was, you know, really scary for me beyond what I thought I could do, but God is consistently doing that, calling us to places where we think we have no business being And Sometimes I even go around thinking... Um, I'm really kind of just faking this, I think. And I hope nobody finds out. But that's not it at all. God has us uh, there for a reason. So, um, Karina's little email said that she wanted to encourage people that God has a purpose for us right where we're at. Or, in other words, am I stuck in my job and wanting to be in full-time ministry, or am I doing the Lord's work where we are? And we are. God has called us to be where we are, and we can make a difference And so many lives around us. There's the work of work, and then there's the work of work that God has for us. Um, I was reading this uh, hymn came to mind, and this is by uh, Francis Havergal, and it is, Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. So wherever we find our hands and our feet, we ask the Lord to take them and consecrate them and, and move for him. We're clay. God's the potter. You know, we think we need to do this or this or this. But God is our potter, and he has made us into the instrument, into the vessel that he'd like us to be. And I think some of us get stuck because we think our value is in what we do. And if we're pleasing to God because of uh, performance, it's kind of an old lie of Satan's. And it's, it's not what we do. Uh, God also brought to me the scripture of... Um, One body and many parts, that's 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. There's one body, but it has many parts. Even though it has many parts, they make up the one body. It's the same with Christ. We were all baptized by one Holy Spirit into one body. It didn't matter whether we were Jews or Greeks, slaves or free people. We were all given the same spirit to drink. So the body's not made up of just one part. It has many parts. If the whole body were an eye, could it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how could it smell? God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. If all the parts were the same, how could there be a body? The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, it's just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. The parts that we think are less important, we treat with special honor. God has joined together all the parts of the body. The bodies, the parts of the body don't take sides. All of them take care of each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part shares its joy. So you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So I think as we do our piece of it and think we're not significant. The body could not could not work without our peace. As we're filled with the spirit and the glory of God, the presence of love and transformation can be shared with the people we deal with and with whom we meet. It is a mystery and sometimes I don't know what God is doing through me. But I just show up and I'm where you know I am. And so the people who come up to me, you know, God's there at the moment. He doesn't give us, um, or at least he doesn't give me uh, much plan ahead of time. Sometimes I'll get an inkling, but um, I don't know what I'm going to meet when I get to school. Um, one time I was in the shower, and I was thinking, okay, first I need to clean my desk. Then I'm going to get these reports done, and then I'm going to do this. And I heard this, wait a minute... You may need to ask what I would like to have you do today. I repented, and I told the Lord I would do whatever he wanted me to do in his order. I walked into the school that morning, and, with, um, and uh, the secretary grabbed me right at the door and said, we, we need you in the health office. And there was a girl there that was dangerously low in sugar. She was diabetic, dangerously low in her reading. Her mom, uh, they're, you know, in a, a poor family, mom lived across town, didn't have transportation. So anyways, I ended up spending most of that day, um, I rode down the ambulance with her and stayed at the ER with her and her family, holding the little brother, you know, doing different things. And it's like, that was God's plan for me that day. It's my agenda? No, it has to be God's agenda. Um, We're ready in season, out of season, not my will, but but yours be done, we pray. But God doesn't value us for what we do. He values us for who we are and who he is in us. And the great thing is we act in partnership with him, um, whether it's in a secular job or full-time ministry. I looked up the word secularism, secularism and it, that word um, came about in about 1851, and it had to do with the separation of church and state. And so, I don't, you know, it's that word probably, you know, I think, it is it Paul that was a tent maker and also was called to the Gentiles to um, speak to the Gentiles. So, you know, some of us will be paid by the church, some will not. But God is using us all as we make ourselves available. Um, sometimes uh, working in a high school, and Joe, you know this. Working in a high school, you could get totally overwhelmed by the chaos, like you said, or the overwhelming needs of people. And sometimes I can just feel drained. And I want—I I have a counselor that I work with. One of five counselors came to school this year, the same year, uh, same as I did. And she's a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. So I was like, "Wow, you know, God had us figure that out." But I said to her, I said, everyone wants a piece of me. Everyone needs a piece of me. And I'm going, well, they can get a piece of God. And then I go, it's the piece of God. I'll give them the piece of God. So that was really cool. (laughs) So if you're stressed in your job, and I feel sometimes stressed, it's like you need to go to God for your refreshment. I think of Heidi Baker and all that she worked. She said she worked 18 hours in a day, and they planted, what, two churches, then four. But when she spent time in worship and in, in communion with the Spirit for hours a day, and then God bless that work. So I think of that often. It's like I need to be filled up so that the glory and the presence and the love just ooze from me. And go over um, the students who are under my covering, which I really believe they are. So what's God's purpose? To love, to bring healing, to encourage, to deliver, to set captives free, to feed, to have the eyes of love of Jesus, to bring hope, to tend to his garden. And all these times he tends to us as we um, have our communion with Holy Spirit. This week, a counselor came to me with big eyes. She said, I need you, and I think we need the police. You know, and there's something else. And it's like, okay, you know, one of those things, God, you'll be what is needed. Uh, God has what the, you know, God is the doctor. I'm the attending nurse, I guess. I don't know. I just I just bring God and, and the person together. The 17-year-old girl was in a counselor's office crying. She had been kicked out of her father's house. Her mother was in um, Switzerland with um, her fiancé, the, the mother and father divorced. Uh, the girl said her father always uh, verbally abuses her. And uh, so it was a couple days before graduation, she said, I don't even want to see him um, She's crying. Uh, The police came, I talked to her for a while, but as soon as she came into my office, she said, it's so peaceful in here. And I just know that the Holy Spirit welcomes every child of his that comes in through those doors. I spoke with her and talked with her, depending on God, to speak the words that she needed to hear through me, not by might nor by power, not by knowledge, not by my figuring out, but by my spirit, says the Lord. As we were talking, the girl said to me, You're like a breath of fresh air. So I'm thinking now fresh air. (laughs) Fresh air. (laughs) Chains of shame and abuse started to come off of her. I have to trust God then that He'll continue to do the work. I only get to speak a little bit into lives, but and trust that God will keep on going. Am I stuck in my job? No. Do I trust that God uses me to touch individuals, parents, teachers, teens? Does a smile heal? Does laughter heal? Does God value us for what we do? Do we have to work to please him? Or instead, does he thrill in our dependence upon him, our trust in him to help us, to help others through us? Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, When I received your words, I ate them. They filled me with joy. My heart took delight in them. Lord, who rules over all, I belong to you. You belong to him. Your, your whole life belongs to him. Do you trust God to use where you are to do and, and to uh, work for his kingdom? God uses the pain that I've endured in my life to help set people free. It's funny how he does that with many of us. Things that I suffered through, God will use to heal others that I see. Um, It's funny that I had a parent come in, I just suspended her son, and we were talking, she was crying, she was so mad, she was swearing at him, and then he left, and we talked some more, and then she said, can I tell you something? And I said, sure. And she grabbed my hand and said, Lord Jesus, thank you for this principal in this school. And so I've had opportunity to pray even with moms. It is a mystery of how God uses you. Is God using you? Yes. He's reaching people through your prayer, through your love, through your laughter, through God's spirit that is in you through your obedience and through just your trusting him, even if you don't know what he's doing. One other story from this week, um, God's protection in the midst of chaos and people who are emotional or angry at the end of the school year, it's, um, it's very emotional with people almost not graduating or uh, just just everything pops up. Boy, and Wednesday night in my small group, the word came to me, Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And then I read out the whole armor of God thing, not knowing that the next day I was going to be hit. But God's protection was there. It was from, from right as I went into the door. I was supposed to be at graduation practice for two hours. Wasn't even down there because things kept coming and coming and coming. Um, uh, breaking up a, a, a to be drug party with ecstasy the next day, um, vandalism dealing with that, dealing with a political situation. I was talking to the two policemen outside in the midst of this on, on part of this, and somebody with pol- political clout came running up to me out of nowhere, seemingly, and um, a person in position over me and started swearing at me and demanding what was I doing. And using very foul language. This came after I had just been, you know, I um, used, um, helped deliver a girl from the abusive words of her father, you know, just the day before. And I'm hearing this again. And the two police were right there to hear it. And I went to him, to the man, and I said, I will talk to you later, not now. And I left and went in the room. The police went after me, and they called the sergeant. And so the three policemen came in to surround me and said, that was not right. That was abusive. And so for God to take me back and to say, you have, you know, that is not to be, and to call it for what it was. And my counselor friend said, it's like you had the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in there with you. (laughs) Protecting me. And it was a beautiful thing. And the superintendent came later, and he was upset with the whole situation in a different way, upset um, at the school for some things. But he came around to me, the superintendent did, from behind me, gave me a squeeze on my shoulder and kissed my head and said, I am so sorry that that happened. And later that man did apologize to me, and the Lord said he would, and I forgave him. Um, So God, God is your covering as well through all the secular stuff, you know, through the chaos. God is there. He walks in the midst with you. It matters that you carry the Holy Spirit. It matters to people. So, so go to work knowing Holy Spirit's with you, and you're going to make a difference.